Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are... Potent Potables. Joey, you like movies about gladiators. You're no messiah, you're a, you're a movie of the week. So you listen to me and you listen well. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Well, howdy, everybody. This is the Potent Pictures Podcast. I'm Dave, and this week it is just me and Matt. Uh, unfortunately, Sean and Peter were unable to see the movie or join us for a little talk, so hopefully this will be a quick one. So we'll, we'll see what it is. So uh, actually, in this week, um, Matt was in town in Houston, and we actually got to catch uh, the movie we came, we came, to, came to talk about, which was uh, Suburbicon. We actually got to see that together. So, you know, nice little reunion. I wish it was... Um, a better film that we may have uh, have have viewed, and uh, as y'all probably can tell in the in the box office and all the reviews coming out, it's hasn't been too great, and we're not here to sway or go against what the uh, what everybody's been kind of talking about on this. So uh, we'll get into that. But uh, first up, as always, is uh, watching and drinking. So Matt, what you been watching and drinking this week? So I think you know we we watched SuburbanCon together. I think we're going to be pretty similar in terms of what we watched, but. Uh, I did. I did also have time to uh, before getting into those. I did also have time to watch Spider-Man: Homecoming again, which was just a, a good entertaining entertaining movie and a great take on Spider-Man, which we've all talked about. So if you want to hear more on that, go back and listen to our previous episode as well as our uh, episode where we featured uh, Floyd Johns Jr. Uh, stuntman uh, who was on Ooh, yeah. who worked on the film. So definitely worth checking out. And if you get an opportunity to watch that one again, definitely do so. Similarly, uh, Wonder Woman was just an utterly delightful film, uh, and I'm um, looking forward to uh, seeing her again in the in Justice League coming up soon. So we've talked about that a little bit as well, uh, seeing you know that she's our main draw to go see that. So which yeah, definitely held up a second time. So if you get a chance to watch that again, definitely do so. Uh, but other than that, I think the same things that you're going to be talking about. So I'll let you kind of go, run through those. Um, well, easy, easy enough. Oh, oh, actually. Uh, I'm just drinking. Uh, in terms of just rewatching things I've watched before, I'm drinking the same thing as always: uh, a whiskey and uh, diet coke. So, <laughs> no, no. What, what kind of whiskey, though? What kind of whiskey? this is the this is again the Kirkland Tennessee whiskey. So, uh, still, still such, got a, a, such a classy, yeah. classy, classy beverage. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah. So interestingly enough, I, I will say this. So, um, kind of like Matt talked about last week. Um, he started talking about how he was watching, rewatching Band of Brothers, and unfortunately, I was kind of just playing around on HBO on the app and kind of got a hankering for it. So I started watching it as well, and I'm about halfway through it again for another, you know, probably tenth rewatch or something like that. I, I love this stupid that stupid show. Um, I can watch it multiple times. I don't know how, how many times have you actually seen it, Matt? At least four, and I've started the first two episodes, probably a good ten. It's just one of those I get so hooked, but. Yep. Time is always a problem, so if I can't, if I don't watch it immediately, I, I don't always end up going through the whole series. But yeah, um, yeah, crazy, I, crazy, great show. I don't like that you said you unfortunately got onto it, but uh, great show. And well, it's it's kind of like what you were saying, where you kind of go through the series on HBO and you pull up the thing, and because it's a Band of Brothers and it starts with a B, it's like right there it in your face. There, yeah, and it's just it's hard to be like I'm really not. Like haven't I haven't not really watching anything specific right now. I'm kind of looking for an HBO show, and it's just like, oh wait, let me just let me just watch Band of Brothers real quick, and then you realize you're you know eight nine hours in, and you're still watching it and still loving every moment of it. It's you know if if anyone has not seen this, it, this is 
easily one of our top recommends of a show that you, you need to go watch. If you have any interest in World War II, this is a phenomenal, uh, phenomenally put together uh, show on HBO. Uh, I think it's, was it 10 or 11 episodes? I think it was, I was thinking was it was even eight. That many? Um, I could be wrong. I, I, I don't I'm know. I'm thinking it might be eight, but it's it's definitely no more than, than it's, 10 or 11. It's a, yeah, it's a short, it's a short, short uh, series, so go watch that. Then they also have another one that's similar to Produce that's not as good, um, but I, I still recommend it to everybody. It's the Pacific. See, now I'm, uh, I'm actually based. really upset that you said that because the thing I was going to leave on was I've never watched the Pacific, and, and after now finishing Band of Brothers again, I think I'm at a good place that I should go watch that. Uh, so I'm going it, to... It's, it's definitely worth it. Okay. I'm not going to say it's on the same level of... Like Band of Brothers, where I can go rewatch it every time. I get on maybe a, a key every once in a while, and maybe go watch the Pacific maybe once every couple years, kind of thing. It's I, I rewatch it. It's just not my go to rewatch of World War Two stuff. This is this is a, Band of Brothers is easily the best go back to and rewatch multiple times. So Pacific is very good though. I, I definitely okay. You, you know, you definitely it's I definitely don't say not see it. I mean, it is phenomenal. It's just not as as I don't put it as high as Band of Brothers. Understood. All right. So, okay. Cool. And then the other thing we did is, uh, I think we actually started, so we we were kind of killing some time this weekend uh, with hangovers and and whatnot uh, due to excessive uh, uh, reunion uh, celebratory uh, times. I don't even know why I said that. That made no sense. But anyway, you know, we started watching Stranger Things. So Stranger Things 2 came out uh, this past Friday, I believe. Was that right? Yeah, yep, yep. Friday. And uh, so we watched the first episode of Season 2 together and realized we need to go back and watch Season 1. So on Saturday, we ended up watching pretty much all of Season 1 in preparation for uh, Season 2, possibly on Sunday. And uh, again, Season 1, I don't know about you, held up beyond. I mean, it's it's still truly enjoyable. I can only say the only thing that I ever complained about on Stranger Things season one was the demi demigorg or what is it demigorg demigorg something of the sort yeah demigorg yeah something along those things. My only upsetting thing was that it wasn't a um, uh, real effects on that, and they went to the CGI just to give it that feeling that the 1980s kind of had for all those like you know. Um, uh, evil spirits and whatnot or not people but like the the antagonists in the monsters in the 1980s movies just more visual more um uh realistic effects i'm, I'm blanking on what do you would you actually call it um practical effects yeah practical and, effects and thank especially you. with yeah. the kind of for this type of character you know we've, we've all seen things that guillermo del toro's done you know something like pan's labyrinth you know yeah it's it's a pretty anthropomorphized monster um, so it's pretty easy for a human to stand in and, and do the motions and whatnot. So I, I could see your argument, but that's literally one of the only things that I ever had to complain. And it, it was still very, I, I enjoyed it. I just wish they would have done that. I think it would have just made it even, even better, but, uh, um, but yeah, I, I will, you- I will say though, I, I agree. I it definitely worth rewatching. If you have time, if you don't have time, definitely get to season two, but there's a pretty decent recap though. Even with that, I felt that was, yeah. I forgot that way was, more than I, I realized. I, I, I yeah. my memory is terrible apparently. So I was happy to have time to see season one again. Uh, I will say though, on the CG demagogue, um, from season one, I think that did translate well to the characters and monsters that we see in season two. Staying yes. in that, I think it kind of 
allowed for that a little bit more easily because if they had gone practical and then CG, that probably would have been a disappointment. And I think some of the monsters that we saw in season two would have been a little harder to be practical. So I agree. Not that not that you want to go to your lowest common denominator for these kinds of things, but I, th- I think we at least were uh, had level set expectations for it. So. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I was not upset, and actually they did. Um, and we'll talk a little bit, a little bit, a little bit about it later. Uh, I think we're going to probably do a little bit more of an in-depth discussion on Stranger Things season two uh, after we talk a little Suburbicon. Yeah. Uh, but we'll leave to that. Uh, just you know, real, you know. And I ended up finishing season two on Sunday. Uh, just knocked it out. It was it was a nice hangover Saturday, uh, Sunday morning to uh, or Sunday day to kind of just knock it out. So it was. Very enjoyable. And I know, Matt, you probably, what, you finished it yesterday? I finished yesterday. I had to drive home from Houston and then, and then uh, watched uh, Game 4 uh, in uh, Houston, well, on TV. Uh, ga- sorry, Game 5 of the World Series, which was a phenomenal game. So you got to watch Stranger Things Season 2. I, I was happy Game 5 was such a was such a slugfest. It was, it was a blast to watch. So Yeah, it definitely was. Um, and another another one tonight hopefully yeah yep. we'll see we'll see what how that goes and this will actually might if it if it goes this if it goes the way of houston right now taking it home so yeah we'll see how tonight goes um and i guess on that note i guess we can kind of swing right into some news we're trying to do this one a little fast guys you know with just me and matt it's kind of nice we we might be able to actually keep it under uh 45 minutes so we'll see um, we're we're shooting for that a miracle it Indeed. also helps that Indeed. the movie that we're going to be talking about doesn't have much, you know, there's not much <laughs> to discuss. Um, but, and there's not much going on in the world of news either, except for the continued, uh, uh, you know, after the Harvey Weinstein fallout, uh, just more and more keeps coming to the news. The biggest one that everybody's aware of is, of course, Kevin Spacey uh, and uh, Anthony Rapp, who, you, you know, now is on Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery, but a lot of us probably recognize from, uh, if you're, oh, if you're a Broadway musical fan, uh, you probably know from Rent, um, but also uh, Days and Confused is where I uh, yeah, recognize what him I recognize from. them from. But yeah, he yeah. he is on uh, he is on uh, Star Trek Discovery. If you have CBS All Access, you're you're gonna recognize that name more than you probably would have a year ago. Um, I need to I need to watch that. Maybe if, as if a, you find a way, yeah, I wouldn't mind. As a as a fan, I'm trying to figure out a way to do it. I just I'm I'm kind of hesitant based on the thing but the fact that they, they renewed it for a season two is giving me some hope possibly so maybe i'll just fork over the cash for a month yeah we'll wait see. for the season to end and then and then do it that's probably what's gonna end yeah. up happening but we'll see yeah cool but yeah so uh kevin spacey and then and the real reason we're bringing up that and obviously you know not touching on every single one of these is a lot of us will be doing it watch. we'll be doing it a lot yeah if we yeah exactly so based on the, the whole podcast on don't sexually assault people, but here's all the people that did. Um, yeah. The main uh, the main thing here is for the Kevin Spacey piece is, of course, everybody's watching House of Cards. I'm not one of the, not one of them, but I was planning on watching it <laughs> once the series ended, and there I get to go. do that a little bit more sooner than uh, anticipated because um, it's Netflix is saying they were already planning on ending on season six, but the announcement is, of course, coming out um, as a result of uh, the allegations against Kevin Spacey and more immediate news that just came up is there now, while season six was in production, they've actually now halted that indefinitely. So we'll see what, what comes of that, uh, whether they change what's going on with Kevin Spacey's character throughout the 
the end of season six or, or what they're going to determine to do. Uh, so that's going to have a lot of uh, impact for a lot of uh, people working on that that long running show. So so we'll see. Yep. Any no, any thoughts on that day since you're watching it? it? Not really. I mean, I'm a little upset that they're they're halting production right now, but you know, this is they're going to have to react somehow based on these allegations and it's not like it's not like Spacey has come out and said that he's denying them or anything like that, you know. So, I, I think this is kind of just Netflix, you know, taking a moment, reassessing where they're at with this, see what their options are going forward and they're going to they're probably going to finish this season out. They may take out Spacey a little bit, you know, more than they're anticipating yeah. yeah they may who knows they may just kill him off or something like that to kind of push through it but um i didn't realize that they were actually gonna um end it after season six it made sense because um the latter seasons just kind of started getting a little older like it just didn't it, it it's not as new as fresh you know i think maybe one through four were pretty good you hit five and end of four most of five have just kind of rehash the same stuff and they just become more evil and it's it's almost kind of ridiculous but you know who knows we we will we will see going forward what what's their what their new plan is so i would still matt for your case i would definitely recommend watching it um you could probably watch one through three right now and be perfectly fine and you know be content with it but four through i guess four and five you kind of waver on and then maybe wait till six comes out and then just knock it all out See, I'm, I'm thinking about just waiting until 6, whatever it does end up being, comes out and then knock everything out. But we'll, we'll see what the news ends up being on this. And yeah. there were some rumors, and I don't think they've changed since that, that they may do a spinoff with a few of the characters. I don't know any of them, so I, I can't remember what the names were. But supposedly mm-hmm. those rumors have been around for a few months, if not years, um, to try to keep the the kind of universe going. Even though yeah. I think they they understand that the, the, the main cast and stories that are being told here might be played out especially getting into six seasons so we'll see what yeah. comes up with this yeah. But yeah yep so maybe cool. a, a long road of, of more news like this coming out and hopefully hopefully no shows i'm watching but if, if people are if people are impacting other people then we're gonna we're gonna find out so and uh we'll definitely address them there i don't think we're gonna continue talking about you know who who you know accused who of what unless it in this particular case like it affected a show that we that we some watch so at this case we'll bring up stuff like that but other than that i think we're going to try and avoid it as much as possible because we'll basically be doing this on every podcast going forward for the next you know five years at this point based based on the way these things are coming out so it uh it, it's an intriguing uh drain of their uh, uh to quote our president right now <laughs> draining their swamp so <laughs> it's uh <laughs> we'll see how let's see how far and deep this thing goes uh but other than that uh what else we got oh uh, a little stranger stranger things uh story how about that well since we're talking about criminal activity i guess we can we can touch on uh, charlie heaton who i i didn't know i didn't i i don't even know if i recognize the name i probably just you know it was an amalgam of other names i may have known um but mm-hmm. charlie heaton's uh plays jonathan on stranger things he was uh, caught entering the U.S., I think in LAX, uh, and was found yeah. in possession of cocaine. So, of course, uh, the U.S. being, like most countries, denied entry to Charlie Heaton. And <laughs> uh, I don't think any charges uh, were brought, Cor- but we'll see what yeah, uh, what, what that means for his you know future productions, including um, 
I think it was brought up pretty interesting when we were talking about this was that can he get back into the can he, he get back into the country if uh he's already been denied entry this one time for drugs? Yeah. Good, I'd be curious. That's, yeah, I'd be curious if he could even come in there. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. So. Maybe maybe they'll have to do a quick uh off season kill off of his character. I, I hope. So. Well, what spoiler, spoiler <laughs> alert for for Stranger Things fans? You'll you you would have an opportunity to see uh, Jonathan in season three, uh, as uh, Dave just mentioned. But assuming he can get into the U.S. Uh, to film it, um, yeah. So yeah, you know, that's I, a little I more lighthearted my, news. My and, my spoil was that the Jonathan survives. Somebody had my to, bad. so it's okay that it's Jonathan. <laughs> He's the only one. Um, but, you know, I mean, to, to be fair, it's a little more lighthearted than uh, some of the other industry news going on. So, I, you know, I, ho- I hope he can kick, you know, maybe, maybe kick that habit and get back into the States and, and continue filming. Um, but hopefully no films that get released in uh, September or October uh, coming up because that, that box office run just continues to be a, a problem. Um, and yeah. I, I personally think it's more about the movies that are being released than exactly the timing. Um, but it's it's probably a little bit of both, and the, I think the biggest thing worth noting is that there's pretty much a bust all the way around. But Suburbicon came in at number nine, just above it, so it's in its like twelfth week or tenth week or something of the sort, and it's still made, you know it's still in the ten. Um, but Suburbicon, you know George Clooney's direct, you know a direct, uh, sorry, a movie directed by George Clooney and starring Matt Damon. Uh, was it just right around three million at number nine this weekend? So obviously it's Halloween, so people are more interested in seeing things like, uh, uh, you know, what Happy Death Day and uh, I guess it's still Jigsaw. out. So obviously in Jigsaw, wonder, so and, I think Jigsaw yeah, underperformed as well. So yeah, not surprising. Yeah, that that, that soft yeah. franchise. Um, it, it's, it's I think after the first or second after the second one, I think it basically started, you know dying off yeah i may have seen three or four but i didn't I, it's not a property where i was dying for a resurgence yeah um, but you know can't 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 imagine it's very expensive so i can't really fault them for trying <laughs> it's torture porn yeah what can it be yeah exactly and you know based on probably kind of what we're talking about i don't think there's any possibility of a resurgence on suburbicon after the halloween uh, weekend so just yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that in a couple minutes. But yeah, I just, I, I'm still, I'm still impressed that it is still holding strong. Heck, I'm actually impressed that it's still in theaters. I mean, I understand why they're probably keeping it in for the Halloween time frame, but do you foresee it staying in much longer after this? I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Thor kicks it out just because Thor is going to be showing on so many different screens. Ah, uh, um, you're but right. At that that being said, I'd almost be you know if I was them, I'd almost dump Suburbicon and some of the more you know, newer releases and keep it in a little bit longer. So who's who's Ooh. to say what'll happen? I mean, I don't want to see Blade Runner go. It, it was still in theaters and it did beat Suburbicon in it. Um, I think it was like number six or seven. Um, but so uh, interesting, interesting little thing you you bringing that up about kicking the uh, theater. I don't know if you read this, but uh, I believe it's Regal or Cinemark. Uh, one of the those two theater chains are actually proposing at a couple of their theaters to do a um, – it's basically a ticket pricing based on the popularity of movies. So you would actually pay more for more popular movies uh, to – and then you would pay less for movies that wouldn't be popular. So like Suburbicon would actually be valued less they per ticket. They pay you to see it. Pretty Well, at that point, yeah, it might be. 
but yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. Um, obviously, a lot of uh, production companies are, are are against this, just because you know now all of a sudden it's going to kind of drive um, you know better movies out. So you know they're going to lower their prices and, and stuff like that, and it's just not going to do anything for them. Now it doesn't affect us, thank God. I, I was because. just going to say we'll see what that does to Movie Pass, or if that changes Movie Pass's model. But I actually did hear about this on a, on another podcast, and they they oh, were really? discussing it. And um, I hadn't seen any articles myself, so I didn't want to bring it up as as news. But I'm not too into that idea. Um, I, I'm I'm on the same page. I I do not want to see that because that's it. Just discourages people from seeing things opening weekend. Yep. So. It, it's I, I don't really if anything, that's just going to make people see things week three well, and it's just going to delay. And and it's going to drive away, like, say, for instance, Thor, it comes out, it's going to be popular. I don't want to have to pay more to go see this. Yeah, I might at that point. They're just going to be like, well, I'm just going to wait till it comes out on. Uh, it, exactly. On video. Especially, you know, after after uh, it's, you know, it's 2017 now, it's not 1990 where. You only have to wait three to four months before you can watch it at home. Yeah. Why would you wait four weeks to see it cheaper? Only to then, only have to wait a little bit longer to see it at home yeah. for you know pennies on the dollar. So, yeah. Hope, hopefully, this idea doesn't go anywhere, but but we'll see. Yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll keep it posted on there. and We'll see where it ends up going. But, uh, otherwise, we will definitely have to switch to all uh, throwback conversations because we can't expect people oh. to go see movies they're not that interested in for extra money. <laughs> yeah. So. Um. So I guess we could kind of swing right into Suburbicon based on that. You know, kind of, kind of explain why it was sitting at twenty six at Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, I honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that's valued pretty high on that. That's 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 higher than I would have given it. Yeah. Because this movie just. I agree. And and you know we 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 got the opportunity to actually watch it together, which was which was nice. But I can say when I've never walked out of a film where we both kind of like looked at each other was it was kind of like, well, um, that seemed, you know, longer than it needed to be. Heck, I even I remember looking off to the right at the end of the movie and Matt, I thought you had fallen asleep because you were stretching at the end. I thought about it. Uh, you know, we, we both talked about grabbing popcorn. I, I opted to get popcorn. Um I think the only reason I ended up staying awake is because I was nursing that popcorn pretty slowly, and I, oh, so I better than I, me. I killed mine fast because I, I was so bored. Yeah, I had to keep setting it to the side, so I I had reasons to stay. I don't know. I I did try to go to sleep though. I I actively was thinking like I wouldn't mind going to sleep, and one of those reasons is the movie was not. It was a pretty generic plot. If you've seen a movie or read a book, you're not going to be surprised by what happens in this, um, mm-hmm. especially if you've seen five movies you know over the course of your life uh, nothing is going to be very surprising it doesn't matter what genre the movie is either it's it's a pretty I, generic story the the one thing i will say though that i and i think i told you this when we were walking out the one thing i will credit it for is that the trailers did not give me did not reveal this plot at all in terms of like it, it was very misleading in terms of that so i applaud them for not giving away the entire plot line of everything and the sequence of events in the uh, in the um in the trailer so that's about the only plus i can give them on this and um and actually the only other thing that i enjoyed in this particular film was a five minute scene in which um oh god what's oscar his face? isaac 
yes, Oscar Isaac was in it. And I was hoping he was going to be a bigger part of the, the film. He was in for five minutes, but that was the best that was the best thing. His one his one scene of interacting with uh, Julianne Moore was the best best thing I had seen in a while. But that was about it. And that's the only good thing about this entire film. Yeah, in my opinion, I, I, th- and, I think you might be right. I, I I'll give it. I don't give it as much credit on the spoiler-free piece, um, only because the movie was so generic that there wasn't much they could spoil overtly was, anyway. I think it was. I the do think you're right. Scene. It was sequencing. I, I think that's. I, I think you're. At. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, and then well, Oscar tell me, Isaac. you think I'm right? Argue with me. <laughs> um, no, no you're, you're definitely right. I just I'm not going to give it as much credit for it. Um, and Oscar Isaac was, was, uh, he wasn't in it long and he did a, it was a very, um, fun take on the character. Uh, I thought that that was, it was, a, it was a nice, uh, but it was almost, I don't know. It, it was almost not fitting for the movie just because it was an actual interesting character. Um, and it felt out of place in a, in a movie with bland, um, uninteresting characters. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I do agree. Uh, he was great in the movie. Um, a little corny and cheesy, but I think that was the point. Um, and so that's okay. And then the the other positive is, um, and this is actually something that was in the trailer, is that there's a death scene um, where somebody swings a, you know, a, uh, oh, a yeah. murder sequence where somebody swings, you know, a, a hard object, hits a person in the head and it's impaled. And I think this was in the trailer. Um, and, it gets it gets lodged, and so the you know it's not gory or graphic, but it, you know it is you know grotesque. It's a, it, yeah. It, it gets stuck in the you know the person's head, and Matt you know somebody has to pull it out. Uh, I clearly just spoiled it, but I think it was in the trailer, so it's okay. Yeah, it's in the trailer, um, so you don't have to worry about it. Has to try to dislodge it, and you know if, if you, you know if you're that person, it's probably rough, but if you <laughs> well, just he's probably it, dead at that point. So I oh, I meant I meant the person okay. killing the person. You know, oh well, yeah, yeah it's fair enough. Of, yeah. Well, based on the way that character went, I'm not too. Um, I have very little pity for him as a person. Oh, so definitely true. It's yeah. just one of those, you know. It, it, I think overall, there's really not much to say on it. Like we we've been saying, it's really just a bland film. I was hoping it was going to be a little bit more comical. It just based on the trailers, it was seeming like it was going to go more of a comedy, maybe a dark comedy. But this just was dark the whole time. Yeah. And and it was just, I don't know. It just we we don't normally do this, but I, I I'm too lazy to think of a, a, a better way to way to say this. And uh, apparently, Vice, uh, the uh, publication, said uh-huh. that the film was so baffling bad. Sorry, was so bafflingly bafflingly bad, so fundamentally ill conceived, so wanting in basic tenets of tone and narrative. It almost feels like the work of a first time director. And you know. George Clooney's not super known for his directing, but this is this is not his first attempt; it's his fifth. And you know, Coen Brothers are this you know, they're you know Oscar winners for their writing and yeah. directing. Obviously, they didn't direct this, but did they did write this script? So, yeah. uh, not to put this all on Clooney, so it, it's a pretty. Um, it, it should have been better than than based on what we had they had to work with, and all these people coming together. This should have been a much better film. Yeah, it should have been lackluster at at worst, and it was just terrible. It just did not. Uh, yeah, there it, was literally. No, I it just. I mean, it, and, it's so hard to talk about this thing because it was just so bad. I mean, we're I, 
there's not there's not much to spoil. If you if you see the movie, you'll, you're you're pretty hand fed everything that's happening. So yeah. um, in the first fifteen minutes, um, I think the only thing that was surprising was that there were there was a a major point of the movie or a major focus. It wasn't a major plot point, but it was a major focus of the movie was a, an African American family moving into this white suburb. This movie took place in 1959, um, mm-hmm. so the the white folks were were racist towards them, blatantly so and and uh, yeah. disturbingly so. Um, living in 2017, I'm not familiar with that, um, but obviously historically, I know that happened. But it was a, it just felt really out of place and just you know it was. It, and I don't know if they were trying to show like a contrast or something like that. And I, that was kind of what we were talking about. That. Yeah. It was kind of like maybe they were just showing like um, they were focusing on the wrong thing that they felt was wrong in the in the neighborhood. Not saying that that is wrong. I'm just saying they they were focusing on the on this this African American family that moved in as being a bad thing. But in actuality, the people that lived directly behind them were you know causing all kinds of mayhem. In, and frankly, I don't really give a shit about if I say this now, it, you know, mur- you know, plot to kill wives and, you know, murdering, you know, these guys left and right and, you know, money laundering and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Fraud, just tons of murder. That was a murder house. I think it might be the best way to put it. Good old insurance and, fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Insurance fraud was the driver behind this. But it just maybe that was the only point for it, but it just didn't seem like it was very well. No, I I agree. That was one. That was one hundred percent the point. It just it it was for it was like shoehorned in. Like the whole point was to yeah. say that all, all these white racists were you know evil towards this this black family that moved in and completely disregarded the actual evil in the neighborhood neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but th- that's not really one. It's not really. It wasn't delivered very well. It, it was it was oh you know the the racism was was overtly depicted to us, but it wasn't mm-hmm. really shown in a way that it was supposed to contrast with the real evil the racism is yeah. the evil but i mean the, the real negative of the, of the matt damon's family um yeah. but it also was just not a nothing new right we all know that yeah. that's that's happened and and for smaller and bigger things um that happens in the world all the time where um something horribly evil ha- happens and you blame it on something else you displace it i think there's psychological terms for it so it wasn't yeah. that exciting and uh, not new, so. So, yeah, just overall, I think we can both agree that this is not something you need to go rush out and view, much less view it ever, and, I think might be my, and I think, my, yeah, my, my, I, my overall. <laughs> I agree, and I think based on what you, you pointed out, Dave, uh, since the box office was so low, I don't think anybody has gone to see it anyway, so um, don't change that. No need. Nope. There's better movies. No need. Both just starring let, and directing the people that were involved in this. Let's and, let this fail on its on itself, and just do not even bring it up and, ever again. In five or six months, though, if you can find that scene with Oscar Isaac, it's worth checking out because he does a good quirky, quirky little character, as Dave mentioned. Agree. It, it that was probably the best scene in the entire uh, film, yeah. um, in my opinion, just acting wise. Yep. So, all righty. Well, I think we can swing this real quick into something a little bit better discussion, maybe a little bit more um, appropriate. I think for for the Halloween season is definitely a little bit more Stranger Things 2 discussion. Um, we both really did not enjoy Suburbicon. I'm intrigued to see if the other two guys end up getting a chance to go see it. We may ask them to go watch it just to I, suffer through it. I think we us. should. They have movie pass. I think we, I think we can encourage them to see it. And just, so do you uh, think, I think we should just, you know, BS them a little bit and tell them it's uh, it's a phenomenal film that they should go see. It was a, it was a hidden gem 
and see if they actually go watch it. Yeah, review. But, uh, you know, critics were crazy, <laughs> and uh, we'll get them to watch it and get yeah, their. Yeah, it was definitely it's a it's a fan favorite. Definitely that. And yeah. we'll, we'll get that. And we'll get their opinion on it because I'm 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 intrigued. But uh, but Stranger Things too. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I really, really, really enjoyed this, and I know I, I went back to how my complaint on season one was that the the demigorg demigorg was not um a, you know a uh, was more CGI. I almost like I I celebrated when at the I can't remember what episode was where they actually had one of the the demi dogs when they actually had a physical uh uh one of them holding it, and I think it was I'm, I'm blanking on the the character's name when he was put in the refrigerator and they actually had a physical thing that they built. And I was just like, yes, this is what I want. This is all I've been looking forward to. I'm like, this is, this made it even better. So I want to applaud them for doing that for me. Cause I, I have a feeling that was a big complaint from everybody. You, you so, say that, but there were a lot of them and most of them weren't. So th- no, I know, but there was that one, one that they did it. So I, <laughs> that brought, that actually brought, you know, brought me a little joy. Right. I thought it was a nice all little, right. little, little thing. And the fact that the, you know, they, they, <laughs> I'm I'm blanking on the on the guy's name right now, and it's was this Dustin me. or no, not Dustin. Um, the oh, who got shoot the hair? I'm I'm blanking on hair. Hang on, I'm gonna tell you in a second. Oh, uh, Steve. Steve, yes, yeah. So when him him and him and Dustin's little relationship was probably my one of my favorite things and that came they, out of this. They actually did a really great job with that, and I think it's gonna be a lot of a lot of the fans' favorites. The little uh, a, a relationship that grew out of them kind of both being ab- abandoned and obviously we're in spoilers here. We're not going to get too deep into it, but uh, yeah. watch the, watch the, watch the show, but they're not, you know, abandoned, but they're kind of left to their own devices and they end up meeting each other and start working together and shows Steve's a pretty awesome guy, which they kind of fixed in season one also. So I, and that was one of the, the you know, rewatching season one, you kind of, I actually liked. You can kind of see real quick where he where he swaps over, and it seemed to be the same thing for. Um, um, oh God, I'm 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 blanking on his name. Topper, um, for his character as well. Like you kind of see oh, early on. Hopper, excuse me. God, where did I come up with that one? Hopper. Um, but you know, you can kind of see in the beginning of season one, they're they're both of them are just like complete assholes, like just terrible people. And then like it's usually around. I think it was like maybe maybe episode four or five they both switch and well they i think become these, i think hopper these was awesome. a lot quicker i think steven season he one was. was a bit later because okay. it wasn't until like episode six or seven where he came to try to help and apologize and he was influenced yeah. by his friends and peer pressure and whatnot doesn't make anything okay um but but he's definitely he's definitely one of the, the I, I will say a fan favorite for the season two i i enjoyed the heck out of his his uh his little his little story arc well, in season the, two. The the best line, and I actually paused the show because I was laughing. So they introduced a couple new characters. One I liked, one I didn't. And you're, you weren't supposed to like him, but I actually I didn't dislike the character. I liked that the I disliked that the character existed at all. Um, Wait, who? Uh, the the new the new kid that was taken over the school from Steve. Um, oh yeah, Mad he, Max's brother or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah. Mad Max's yeah. brother exactly. Um, he it just didn't feel like he he added anything to it, and any no. he could have just not been in the show, and everything would have been fine. Um, yeah. Everything would have played out the exact same as well. But well, uh, except for one scene, yeah, which would have which would have made that car ride scene a little bit less uh, entertaining. Because I was actually laughing during that. You know what I'm talking? 
I, yeah, I, so. I don't actually remind me. Sorry. Oh, after when uh, when Steve kind of wakes up. Oh, in you're, the you're back right. of the car. You're right. Yeah, that that that, would, that scene would have had to play out differently, but that was I was truly entertained by that little scene. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah. so the, my favorite scene, and and this is another Steve scene, is uh, they're they're all he Steve gets teamed up with the kids, uh, or at least half of the kids, and um, one of them is a new kid named Max, and nobody's helping Steve except for the girl named Max. And Steve just says, why is the only one, why is the only one helping me some random girl? And I just had to pause the show because I was laughing so hard. It was just delivered perfectly. He's talking shit to the kids because he still doesn't know this girl and she's helping. So it was just, it was just perfect. I, I thought it was great and, and just a lot of fun. And Oh yeah. And uh poor Rudy, man. Rudy pops in on this one. That was, that was good, good stuff. I, I enjoyed his character because, and you know, it's kind of funny when you when I, when so there was a scene where he was trying to explain how the VCR hooks up, and I know we've all oh, experienced that. Fantastic, or not the v, not the VH uh, the VCR the VHS of how to connect the. Uh, well, because he uh, he has a you know obviously he's talking about a it was a VHSC <laughs> or something like the smaller type yeah. you have in a handheld camera, and he you would have to hook it up to the, the TV, TV from from the video camera into the TV, and I'm laughing because he's trying to explain it. And she's just like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, yeah. you need to explain it in English for me. Yeah. And I about laughed because we've all experienced that with, like, our parents and whatnot. And people just have no technology, you know, understanding of technology. We try to explain something that, you know, in our minds, it just makes perfect sense because we spot it off. And they just look dumbfounded at us. And they're just like, you need to dumb that down for us. So I, I laughed a little bit for that one. But, um, you know, getting a little, getting a little Rudy in there. Was a great was a great add to this season, and uh, the same to as well was um, oh shoot um, the new doctor um, Paul Reiser oh Paul Reiser yeah that was yeah. it Doctor Rowan's yeah great great ad I liked I liked his uh, um, his duality in this as the the government agent but he was also probably much better as the uh, almost as like a friendly the friendly neighborhood doctor kind of thing so he, yeah I he was he was definitely it. much less uh, menacing than yeah. Matthew Modine um, so it was it was nice to not just replace Matthew Modine with a new Matthew Modine character he mm-hmm. was his own own character and so that was nice yep. yeah um, and he was he was one of my he was one of my pluses just because his 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 snarkiness was just kind of entertaining yep. to everybody yeah. um. Overall, overall, though, I, I enjoyed it. I think the, the only the only negative I had uh, was, and I don't want to get too deep into it because it was really only one episode. Was we're introduced to a, a another eleven type character, only three lower, and the the <laughs> the the group was just kind of over. They screamed eighties, man. Come on, but it was they just screamed... too. It was just yeah. too eighties. Or or just two. Let's hit. Let's let's make sure we check every box on the eighties. And so it was just. I I I know exactly what you mean, and it was just too perfect. That that. That was just. It was just unbelievable, and there's a lot more to be said on it. But it was. It wasn't a long stint of having to put up with it. So that's at least a positive. And um, that was a that was an interesting subplot that I was intrigued by to see where they were going to go with this. So I, I wish they had done more with it, but you know, I'm, for the fact that I didn't like so much of the characters that we had to put up with for that subplot, I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> um, but, Fair enough. Oh come on, man! Uh, uh, 
they, they had some entertaining ones. Um, but, you know, I think I, I got a feeling we'll probably talk a little bit more once the other two get in. We'll probably have a more in-depth discussion about this. We might, I think we ought to do a Stranger, uh, Stranger Things 2 uh, entire episode once everybody catches up. So I think that'll be, I think that'd be a nice one to do. We'll have to figure some time to do that after Thor and maybe before Justice League or something. We'll have to find some time for it. Uh, I think we got time. We'll be all right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about on uh, Stranger Things too? No, go go watch it if you don't. You know, as as you said, I think it's worth seeing Stranger Things season one again. But uh, if you don't have time, you know, because you do things with your life, just get on obviously Stranger we Things don't too. because uh, you know it's a perfect weekend to not do anything and uh, watch a ton of That's TV. True. That's true. And am I upset that it's over with? No, because it was so good. I'm probably going to rewatch season two again because. It was that good. Damn. I will. I will say that. I think I'm gonna rewatch it. Uh, right. Pretty. Not any. Probably in about a week or two. You know. Let a little few more people get into it, and then uh, go rewatch it and see if I can, uh, if I notice anything they've noticed. Oh, you, uh, you know what? The only thing I have saying worth saying is nope, nope. is I am not looking forward to some of the eleven costumes we're gonna see next year. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, you don't want any bitching, bitching cool stuff. I don't want any bitching cool cool stuff yeah no Aww. it it, it the, the yeah not now <laughs> yeah once you watch the season you'll understand what we're talking about it's um it was an intriguing uh swap for her but hey yeah. it happens they, they they had to take her character a little bit a little bit more deeper and darker so but, it, but yeah. it made me think Spider-Man from Spider-Man 3's emo phase. It was director. not that it was not that bad. It was nowhere You're near right. that. She wasn't doing a flute solo somewhere. Exactly. And grinding the air in a very weird and yeah, just nah. Yeah. So, right. we'll, we'll we'll leave that be. Just leave Spider-Man 3 out of this. We don't need to bring <laughs> that into this this fold. This is just really bad 80s wear that we, you know, was not our was not our thing. So, you know, yeah. it happens. Uh so uh real quick before we uh end this, uh, how about we do a little quick um potent pick for the week so matt what you got this week so this is actually something that i i did get to see and i forgot to mention um this is only the brave the uh josh brolin and uh, miles teller taylor kirch kish uh film um mm-hmm. about the firefighters in uh the uh southwest uh, from a few years ago there's a bit of a a tragedy um so based on a true story but just a phenomenally well done movie um, so obviously it's kind of going to be a gut wrenching heart, kind of heartbreaking film. Uh, but everything about it was great. You love the characters. Um, even Miles Teller. Um, I, I thought his character started off exactly how I picture Miles Teller in real life. And then even I grew to like him. So if you get a <laughs> chance, um, it's, uh, it's a shame. We, it's not something we talked about. Uh, uh, they'll get in the group together. It's definitely the best movie I've seen in the past four weeks, depending on when Blade Runner was, um, but over the past two, three months, it's probably in the top uh, top five of what I've seen in theaters. Um, so only the brave. Check that out if you get a chance. But, you know, bring a tissue um, if you're a human. And um, in terms of drinking, this is really corny. But I haven't had one of these and probably since I was maybe even before I could drink. Um, uh, vodka tonic. Uh, after the third one, it grew on me. So I'm usually not a fan <laughs> of the vodka tonics. Um uh-huh. But uh, it grew on me, so I'm I'm willing to give those another shot. So if you're like me and, and not typically a fan, um, but you want to, you know, get your clear liquors because you're on a, some sort of a diet, maybe give a vodka tonic another shot. Um, it's not too bad. Always a good call. Yeah. Always a good call. What about you, Dave? Uh, 
So, you know, I, I was kind of impressed with the way Sean Austin was in this film. So I kind of wanted to pick a movie that I really enjoyed with him in it that no one, you know, not one that's a typical one, you know, not your Rudy's, your your, your Lord of the Rings, you know, stuff like that. So I don't know if you've seen this, but 51st, 51st Dates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is actually one of those stupid um, um, Adam Sandler films with Drew Barrymore, but Sean Austin in this is freaking hilarious as Drew Barrymore's like brother, as the the meathead brother who's you know gets caught doing steroids, which is just hilarious. And his you know trying to pick fights and be a hard ass against uh, Adam Sandler, who's dating his you know sister who can't remember anything past a day. So truly. Truly enjoyed the, that movie. Um, I think I went and saw it in high school on a date, actually, for, for God knows when. How many years ago was that? Too long, to be honest with you. So if you haven't seen it, actually a a pretty decent uh, Adam Sandler movie. It's probably like on the tail end of his movies that were actually uh, still pretty funny. Still holds up, I think. You know, it's got still definitely always has Rob Schneider in it playing a, a very uh, creepy yet lovable, uh, I guess he's Polynesian? guy in this film Some, they're going, going for something yeah, yeah maybe i'm not really sure but uh phenomenal film you know it, it probably doesn't rank too high but always a good one just to kind of watch if you're sitting at home and you're bored and it comes on um and i will actually recommend because i got to drink a little bit of it this weekend it's always my go-to and if you haven't had it it's the independence um independence brewery out of austin it's the austin amber always a phenomenal beer i know matt had a couple of them this weekend at my place when uh he was here um so you know always a good one to go back to i, I um, think dave recommends it too much but since i did finally get to try it it was pretty tasty so see definitely check it out you know you know people argue with me on it and I'm, I'm just gonna i only provide what i enjoy so um i think that'll do us for pretty much talking about everything here on suburbicon and uh, stranger things 2 uh so next week will probably be a much longer episode we'll probably split this one in two because i have a great feeling that thor ragnarok is going to be fucking phenomenal so we are looking forward to that so that'll be next week's episode um but as always because this is one of our shorter ones i'm a we'll, we'll throw out the uh, you know if you want to email us real quick on uh, gmail it's uh, potent pictures podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at potent pictures and the same thing at on uh, instagram as well and then obviously we have a, a wordpress page it's uh, potentpictures.wordpress.com and then our Facebook page, which Sean will kill me if I don't actually talk about it right here. So go ahead and just Google or search uh, Potent Pictures on Facebook, and you'll see it there. Everything's posted there that we have on the Twitter feed and whatnot. So uh, just looking forward to uh, next week for Thor. Matt, what's your expectations? Do you think we're going to get a uh, the last and final Infinity Stone in this one? I think we've got to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it's either this or... Uh, or I mean... Maybe Black Panther. I don't know. They could have something over there in Wakanda with all that. It's possible. Maybe it might be. I mean, they. I mean, they can't really have two. Man, that'd be just be wrong. They got too much cool stuff over there. That's another one we're looking forward to. So, I think it's going to be a a fun and interesting uh, Christmas time we get coming up. So, or I should say Thanksgiving and then Christmas. So I don't want to overstep my bounds. Just say holiday season. Fine. Well, I was going to say it is technically, it is Halloween, so I shouldn't even be talking about either of those right now. So you've already got the decorations out for Valentine's Day. Oh, dude, I'm already set. I've got my fireworks already prepped for uh, New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve. So we're, we're, I think I'm a little, little far advanced than everybody else. So I guess that'll do it for us tonight, everybody. 
Thanks for joining us. <laughs>